Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. His bark is worse than his bite. This is the Roy Green Show. My webpage is RoyGreenShow.com. In the podcast, you listen back to anything that we've aired. You can go anytime or download the programs if you choose or forward them on social media. The, uh, again, it's RoyGreenShow.com. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Chronic pain. Let's talk to um, the health director of Human Rights Watch in the U.S. Uh, Diedrich Lohmann joins us from New York. Mr. Lohman, thank you very much for the time. There's Human Rights Watch in Canada and in the United States. What do you do as an organization? Um, we are we are in, uh, an international human rights organization. We look into human rights abuses in about 90 countries around the world. Um, and, um, and we advocate on behalf of, uh, of victims of abuse. And what made you interested in the issue of chronic pain patients and uh, the treatment or lack of treatment they're receiving at the moment? Well, we for, for years, we have been looking at, um, at end-of-life care in countries around the world. And one of the things that we've seen over and over again is that people who, for example, have significant pain as a result of, uh, of, of cancer, um, when they do not have access to treatment for their pain, um, they often describe their suffering in very similar terms to a victim of torture. Um, both groups will talk about how the, the pain is simply unbearable, how they would do anything to make the pain stop. And, of course, in the, in the case of, of torture victims, often uh, the police are after a confession, and so the individual will sign a confession and the torture stops. For a cancer patient with significant pain, there is no kind of out like that. And so we often hear people talk about becoming suicidal, um, you know, basically seeing death as the only way out uh, of, uh, <clears throat> of an, uh, an untenable situation. And uh, so this, this is a, a topic that we've worked on for years. Um, and, and obviously chronic pain patients um, who do not have access to appropriate treatment face a similar kind of situation. Indeed they do. And uh, it's, the crisis has become far more severe as the opioid crisis that politicians talk about a great deal is completely separate to what's happening to pain patients. The pain patients are having their medications withdrawn while they are not part of the opioid crisis. They, their crisis is not having the medication they've been prescribed for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Our last 
guest uh, talked about suicide ideation, also having had her, she's just received her last opioid medication. She's terrified of what's going to happen to her two weeks from now when it runs out. Suicide is part of the part of the picture for her. And I've spoken to family members. I've talk, spoken to orphans and, and, and a widow of a chronic pain patient who was passed from doctor to clinic to doctor. No one would look after him, and he went into the backyard of their home in Vermont and shot and killed himself. This is not the first time, won't be the last time. And the chronic pain patient seems to be convenient roadkill for the opioid issue, and there are millions of chronic pain patients. So how, does, how do you investigate this? And if you find what I suspect you will conclude, what happens then? So the, we're, we're, we're interested in, in hearing exactly those kinds of stories. Uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've heard over and over again that people are, as, as you mentioned, being forced of medications that often have, have, have helped them control their pain for extended periods of time. We've heard a lot of stories of, uh, of chronic pain patients who are basically uh, sent from one doctor's office to another doctor's office because, in a way, um, you know, some people describe it as kind of it's the new leper, right? Nobody wants to touch Indeed the, they uh, are. the patient because, because, um, because they are seen as, uh, as, 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 as toxic. Um, and so the first, the first step we're taking is to start speaking with uh, chronic pain patients about the challenges that they are facing in um, in getting appropriate treatment for for that pain, um, including this kind of involuntary discontinuation of uh, of treatment. Um, obviously, from our perspective, it is it is important to see what government policies uh, are affecting the situation of of chronic pain patients um, and. The um, the guidelines that the Center for Centers for Disease Control um, uh, in the U.S. have have put out uh, a, a few years ago uh, are something that we're looking at closely to see the, what role those guidelines are playing in uh, in what is happening with chronic pain patients um, uh, right now. Um, in terms of what we will do um, once we have conducted our research. Well, the, the, the way we generally operate as an organization is we, we investigate a situation and then we publish what we, what we find, an analysis of both kind of the, the, policy, uh, well, the, the policy reasons behind the problems that, that, um, um, that we are investigating, um, as well as we try to tell the stories of people who are affected. Um, and so the, the idea is that basically by putting those together, um, we can then start going out to government officials to advocate for uh, for change. Obviously, it's too early since we're only just starting this process to um, to speculate what kind of changes we might be advocating um, for. But um, but we will certainly be reaching out to uh, <clears throat> to uh, to the relevant government officials um, here here in the U.S. Um, to raise with them the concerns that we have about um, about the situation of chronic pain. I think you'll find that the CDC guidelines uh, have created mayhem and panic, and that the CDC is well aware of this. We have similar guidelines in this country, and uh, the doctors were told that doctors should just look at this as a guideline, not necessarily something that they have to follow, not necessarily something that requires them to pull patients off the opioid medication they require for any level of quality of life, 
But tell that to the doctor who feels panicked. Tell that to the doctor who tells the patient, I'm sorry, I'm taking you off these medications because I'm afraid for my license and I am not willing to sacrifice my medical license to make you well. So good luck and goodbye. We've also heard stories about doctors who've quit practicing pain medicine entirely because they're afraid of the situation. It is it is out of control, and unfortunately, it is creating victims where it's absolutely unnecessary. What about your Canadian arm? What are they doing? Um, well, you know, we have a um, we have a very small office in uh, in Canada, um, and so um, so really, kind of the the <clears throat> I head our, our health and human rights division, which is which is based uh, um, in in our headquarters, um, and so. Um, we, you know, at this at this point, um, our focus uh, on this particular project is uh, is here in the U.S. Um, I imagine, however, that you know some of what is happening, or you know, some of, of kind of the analysis that we will we be, we will be doing on the situation in the U.S. will also be relevant for the situation in Canada. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, first. First, we need to uh, first we need to conduct our investigation, and uh, and then we'll you know we'll see kind of what the next steps are uh, in terms of the advocacy here in the U.S. and potentially elsewhere as well. Well, I'll be happy to help you with any information I can provide, and I can provide you information from the United States, and certainly provide you with a great deal of information from this country, and uh, and put you in touch with patients on both sides of the border if you think that's of any assistance. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, it's eight at HRW, right, at humanrightswatch.org. Yes, it is. Mr. Lohman, thank you. I'll ask, I'll ask you back. Thank you very much. Roy Green Show, Chorus Radio Network. All right, now let's do this. We haven't done this for quite a long time because it's, it's difficult to hear, but I I think maybe this weekend is particularly appropriate to uh, try to ingest a little bit of hope into, into all of this for the for the pain patients, but you need to understand what they're going through. I'm receiving emails now from listeners saying, I'm not really quite sure what this is. This doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound fair. It's, it, what's going on with these people? What What's happening to them? That's the problem. You're only getting one side of the story, generally. For me, you're getting the other side of the story or the whole story. My number is 800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. Here's the question. Are you somebody who's suffering with daily chronic pain that is causing you the stress that is affecting your life negatively, that's causing you to not even have a, a really good life, that's taking away the quality of your life? And are you somebody who has found that a doctor has said to you, all right, can't give you this anymore? Are you a chronic pain patient whose doctor has cut you back significantly or even cut you off opioids and maybe told you, I, I'm not going to give you this anymore. I, I, I know it works, but I'm not going to give it to you anymore because my license to practice medicine is more important than you are. Are you living with terrible pain? Tell us about it. Tell us what it is that you're 
but you are using what you have been using for prescribed, and is this being taken away from you? 800-263-2428 is the number. We'll come back. Straight talk, no nonsense, honest debate. This is The Roy Green Show. You have to go to my Twitter account. You have to go to my Twitter account. You have to. At The Roy Green Show. At The Roy Green Show. Go there. I just retweeted something that actor James Woods tweeted. Just maybe God's greatest creation, dogs. You have to. You have to look at this. You have to watch that video. You must. At The Roy Green Show. Susie in Red Deer, Alberta. Hi, Susie. Let's talk chronic pain. What's, what's going on with you? I have had chronic pain for the last 25 years. I injured my back three different times. Once lifting a cement sidewalk block, just bent wrong. The second time I twisted to grab a puppy that was getting away from me. And the third time I hit the ditch and a sign came through my front windshield. Wow. So you're living within you're living with intractable pain every day. What are, are you receiving? Are you let me ask you this: Are you receiving medication? Yes, I take oxycodone. Right. Every day, and I'm so sick of these people saying that the opioid crisis. It's not the opioid crisis. It's the people that abuse it that are making the problem. Are you having any difficulty with your doctor as far as getting your prescription uh, renewed is concerned? Not now, but I'm uh, listening to your show. I'm a little worried about it. It's happening to people across North America <laughs> I regularly. Know, and I, like by 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I cannot do anything. I can't sit. I can't walk. I can't do anything. I haven't had a Christmas or an Easter or a holiday with my family in the last 20 years. That's even with the oxycodone. Even with the oxycodone. Because it doesn't take the pain away from what I hear. It, it just makes life a little more bearable. It just makes it bearable. And you don't get any help. Like, I had a really good job. They didn't support me. They thought, you know, I was faking it. Or an addict. I got on the... Uh, I wasn't on oxy then. Okay. But they got... Uh, sent me all over the place. I finally had to go to a psychiatrist to prove to them that I'm not Isn't it awful? It. Isn't it awful? Thank you, Susie, for the call. It's just awful. They send you, you know, they, they doubt your sanity, so they send you to a psychiatrist. And if you happen to have chronic pain, quite often they'll give you antidepressants. Well, we had the, uh, the, the incoming president, probably the president now, of the uh, Canadian Pain Society on this program. And... Uh, uh, I forgot her name. She uh, she was telling us. Sorry, doctor, I forgot your name. She was telling us that um, there are four stages for some people who have chronic pain. Here are the four stages: pain, social isolation, depression, and suicide. So, because depression is one of the four stages, they give you antidepressants. Just give them the the opioids. Jeff is in Winnipeg. Hey, Jeff, thank you for the call. Please go ahead. Yes, uh, Roy. Uh, uh, I've been on uh, th this medication, oxycodone, since uh, 2000 uh, from a workplace injury. 
had surgery in Winnipeg, and uh, the surgeon that did it uh, didn't do the proper job, so I'm I'm stuck with this problem for life. Yes, you are. Uh, the surgeon, the, the next surgeon said, "There's nothing we could do, but o- he's calling it o- o- opiate therapy." Yeah, because they can't undo what was done. That's right. If they do go in again, they're just going to make it worse. So, what do you what do you receive in the way of of uh, opioids from your doctor now? Well, that's the thing. Uh, the doctors are taking it away from me. Uh, they want me to go on uh, medicinal marijuana or something else. And, you know, my quality of life with this injury has been poor to begin with. But the opioid therapy helps me cope each day to get up and, and have part, part, part normal life. Jeff, you know what they're doing to you now? It's a crapshoot. They don't want to give you what you know will help. And they're afraid that they're going to get somehow investigated by the college in Manitoba or the doctors are afraid their licenses may be in, in jeopardy, even though the colleges say, no, it isn't. And Professor Busa, the editor of the, of the guide, insists that it's just a guide. You won't debate me because we have different points of view, but I was in, I was contact, I was in e- email contact with him this past week, and I said, no, he won't debate me unless uh, we're, we talk about facts that they think are facts. Anyhow... There, there's a crapshoot. They're playing. They're, there's a crapshoot playing with your health. That's what they're doing. Yeah, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you to do, other than, you know, this sounds so feeble, so weak. Join a a, a pain patients coalition, pain patients group. Uh, f- okay. You, you know, call, send emails, raise hell. It's your life. It's your health. And you are being unfairly treated. I know. And it's because of the people that abuse it. I understand that. But, you know, I've had no problems. I, you know, I, don't. I don't think it's even about the people who abuse it. I think, there's an, I think there's a deeper agenda. And pardon my cynicism, but I think money's in there somewhere. Yeah. Go figure, eh? And I don't think it's because of the money the big pharma makes either. I think I, I, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it costs money to cover chronic pain patients and provide their opioid medication. There's so many chronic pain patients that they don't want to pay for the medication, and so now they've invented this fantasy that the chronic pain patient is the problem. That's uh, my feeling. Uh, uh, you know, I haven't caused any problems or nothing. And yeah, I, buddy. You know. I'm, so when, when are you running out? Well, what they're doing is they're taking a, a tablet away from me each month. So... And, 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 that's so, and that's supposed to make you adjust, but all it does is make life worse, right? Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't know where to begin. I'm so sorry for you. No, I, I wish I had a solution. I wish I had a solution. Lawsuits, uh, class action suits, something, challenge them, take them on. I'd love to have three of the honchos in the studio with me. Yeah. And have an interesting talk. Jeff, thank you so much. I, w- I wish I had an answer for you, man. All we can do is continue to push. And hopefully, more of my cousins in this business will see the value of getting on this story. We'll come back.